Hey guys, welcome to the Bondage Case. Two months ago, Nat and I met up with the lovely Frankie to record this week's episode. As those of you who have listened since day one will be painfully aware, technology hasn't always been on our side, and this episode was no exception. Due to connectivity issues, we were unable to record a full episode, so this week we'll be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to begin the show with Frankie's edited session before Nat and I reconvene to finish what we started. With all that being said, we hope you enjoy the show we have on offer. Now, I'll hand you over to Nat for the disclaimer. This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Uh, welcome back to the Bondage Gaze. I'm Nat. And I'm Sammy. And today we're joined by Frankie to discuss kinky content. Hi. Hi. So, Frankie, would you like to tell our listeners where they might have seen you in the kink world? Where have they seen me? In their dreams. Ooh. Well, Instagram, obviously. That's where mainly a lot of people know me from. It's like where I made most of my friends. My username keeps changing. Instagram won't let me change it. So it's FN kink right now, but on recon and everywhere else, it's FN bondage. So as people may remember, Frankie took part in our dating and kink series and discussed his experiences. Did you want to talk a little bit about how things have been since then? Yeah, uh, the episode, I think, went pretty good. I got a bunch of messages from people uh, saying that they liked the episode. They liked what I had to say, which was very nice because opening up in that way is always very nerve wracking. Yeah. So it was good. I liked it. It was fun. I'm glad that you guys let me on again to talk about other stuff and not trauma and racism which is very nice since then i did win mr michigan leather pride sir uh last month yeah that's about it (laughs) it's like all i've done kink wise and dry (laughs) well if you are anywhere in the states i'm not going to give frankie's exact location that's up to him but if you're in the states hit frankie up for some kink (laughs) i'm in michigan baby there you go if you're near michigan my full address is don't check (laughs) well that's how we hook people up we list their full address their schedule the times they're alone my social security number not that just the stuff that they need to kidnap you their their staff what they're into like everything their weaknesses yeah it's like so i mean kind of getting to like what you were yeah it's like what you're kind of nervous about with um airing your story yeah like i mean i was really nervous about posting that like because it's like you, you just know how people are in this day and age you know when yeah you know people just kind of let their ugliness be shown like with being racist or the complacency with racism or anything like that and i mean i have had because yeah this was like i think shortly after the roe versus wade shit happened and everything yeah i remember posting you know well like everybody else like of you know how shitty this was and everything and i remember getting some backlash even just from commenting on that and then the thing that alarms me is like people who follow me are like yeah it's like are kind of disagreeing with like my like my opinion on that and everything and i remember that just like really shook me like just because it's like okay i felt safe within this community and you know and then like when I fucking get like people with these 
crazy conservative views kind of coming after me, like, you know, just for like posting a picture of like someone wearing a shirt that says, oh, it's all about babies until the baby is born, like brown, black, Mexican, trans, like gay, etc. And yeah, and somebody just kind of just going after me, like all crazy of like, you know, saying shit that like, oh, well, you know, being gay and trans is a choice, right? And you know, all this other shit and everything. And it's like, what? Like, these people follow me? Like, ugh. On your open accounts or like on your kink accounts? Yeah, my Instagram. And yeah, it's like, so that's why when we got to posting your episode, I was like, oh my God, what kind of shit is this going to stir? What kind of cockroaches are going to come out from under the fridge, like from this? Luckily, nothing like that happened. Like, I was so fucking nervous. Yeah. We were fine. Yeah. It was nice that, yeah, I got a lot of mess, like a lot of good responses. Was It was very nice. I was happy. Because, I mean, yeah, like you said I get a lot of that so much anymore i feel like they've all kind of left because i am very vocal about activism stuff uh, even on my kink account yeah once in a while i'll get one see i guess i had the privileged position of being like well yeah there might be people who throw hate in my way like for saying it but i don't care they're the trash they could take themselves out but i also know that it could rebound and you might get attacked nat might get attacked like yeah i sort of one i was not really concerned about the backlash i would receive yeah but i was aware of my white privilege position <laughs> Like I'm very, I was very vocal about my thoughts on Roe v. Wade as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like we even brought it up when we concluded the season. Like, yeah, because you know, it's so fresh and everything that was going on when we wrapped up the season. So, yeah. I actually uh, practice shit said someone who followed me and I followed them. I can't even remember what they posted. Now it was something anti-libs. Basically, this is a person who I'm guessing is a closeted gay man, and they're Christian Republican. Look, if you're a Christian Republican, that is fine. It was just like, yeah, okay, you might be making a joke about owning the libs or triggering libs, but with all that's happened, this is not a joke anymore. Yeah. I was like, well, you know what? Your goal was to trigger libs. I'm fucking triggered. Yeah. And I ended up unfollowing, remove them as a follower, because I'm like, no, look, I don't want to deal with that crap. Yeah. You're entitled to your views. You're entitled to your political beliefs, 100%. But making jokes like that when this is beyond a joke, like, I don't, I'm not going to assume your sexuality, but my guess is closeted gay man, Christian. So you're presenting straight white male your life's not at stake with all this shit that they're doing yeah but so many fucking lives are so if you're gonna make jokes like that you could fuck off yeah i mean and that's why and kind of like also like what i was saying is this stuff becomes even more unnerving when it's like this specific like kink community because it's like you know it's such a tight-knit group it's like we've all been you know marginalized in one way or another like you know it's like we feel safe with the kinds of stuff that we do and post and everything and then it's like when we get somebody like that it just really strikes me you know it was different when i would get shit like that on facebook because the people i was friends with on facebook came from you know wherever it was just people in my family random people from college people from my high school like whatever like there so it's like you know you kind of expected that there but when that kind of happens like on my kink account on instagram it's just like what the fuck that is weird that you got that kind of like backlash someone to say that oh being gay and trans is a choice it's like no yeah it's like because this guy was somebody that i even had a brief conversation with about like you know like he said like you know he's interested in you know in us like playing and me tying him up and stuff like that and you know it's somebody that i don't really know that well but we've had that one conversation and it's like okay cool like you know we kind of had that and then the next thing i heard was like that like shit and it's just yeah i mean i mean that's why it's like that just explains like why i was so nervous like <laughs> but yeah i mean luckily nothing happened from it so 
we should be out of the woods with that somewhat. I believe it. This day and age, we're still prattling on about fucking sexuality being a choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. Well, and then by quote unquote one of us, like, I think it's really just like transphobia, but then he's like kind of trying to like not seem transphobic by saying, oh, but being gay is also a choice. And yeah, these people just do catch 22, whatever bullshit in their head to justify their conservative beliefs. And that's just that. That's another thing though, like transphobic gay people. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of big name kingsters, like bondage subs and doms praising Elon when he bought Twitter. And they were like, because Elon was like, I want to charge people with pronouns in their bios twice, double for being on here because since they kind of have different personalities and like gay people that are in our community, like, oh yeah, wait to stick it to them. And I'm like, are you like fucking stupid? Like, why would you actively do that when you know that you have this huge following and you're like an underwear model or you're a bondage dom or you're a bondage sub? Because a lot of them were doing that. At that point, I was just like, I just need to unfollow yeah. so many people because it's like, it's not worth it at this point. It's so prevalent in our community. And then the thing that they don't realize is like, you know, all of this is like kind of like a conservative strategy to like break us all apart because we're weaker you know when we don't like each other when we don't identify with each other when we're all separate like that like it's like what they're afraid of is all of us like uniting and you know helping each other out and doing all of that and so it's like people who do that just don't fucking realize that it's like okay well these same transphobes like let let them deal with the trans people and then they're gonna come after you you're you're, you're like you're not thinking of it that way but that's how this works that's how this game is played how i look at it personally is i was born a male i consider myself a male i have penis my pronouns are he and him and i don't get that need to change like feel like you're a woman trapped in a man's body or vice versa because i'm not in that position but then i look at it like hey there's heterosexual bob down the street who might be looking at me like oh i could never imagine being with a man so i don't i wouldn't want him projecting that on me so i can appreciate that hey people don't have the same experience as i as i do i can respect their right to change that because who are they hurting they are hurting absolutely no one if they feel like they were born into the wrong gender and need to change it let them be what the hell are they hurting people they're not hurting anyone yeah one of my favorite quotes is from adventure time and princess bubblegum is talking about her brother that no one understands him it's just you don't have to understand it gotta respect it because he was on this pretty much he's like on the spectrum it was just like a euphemism of like autism i think that's just like a great quote it's like you don't have to understand why people are the way they are you just gotta respect it you don't have to be mean to them you don't have to isolate them target them you don't have to like be mean to them i feel like our community is very just like well we have to be mean it's just like i'm being honest no you're like being a dick <laughs> yeah that's not hot yeah like there's so many things that like you're just not going to be able to wrap your head around this like i feel like even as a kinkster <laughs> like you you could still kind of see it that way like with like a vanilla it's like you're probably never going to understand this and like what we do and why we like this and why we do it and whatever but i mean they shouldn't have to like if if it's something that they don't like and it makes them uncomfortable then they don't have to be a part in this like we're not obligating anybody to be to take part in kink or anything that we do like if, if they don't want to be a part of it or learn about it or anything I remember seeing a quote it was quoted as Whoopi Goldberg I don't have a record of her saying this or if it's even quoted correctly but it was something along the lines of if you're not for gay marriage don't marry a gay person <laughs> yeah it's like you don't have to do it yeah no one's telling you to do it we will get back to the fun stuff now yeah <laughs> now we filled everyone with existential dread I know I don't want to like come off as someone who's like always morally correct but you weren't the one that brought it up i was <laughs> yeah i just want to be like i i don't always want to be like think that i will ever always be in the right like i think that it's good to always just learn and 
learned something new. You know, I'm not always current on things. You know, I learned something and I changed my mind on it. I think that's how everyone should be, especially when it comes to like trans people and non-binary and pronouns. Just be open. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, what are your fetishes? My fetishes are, I got asked that for the Mr. Michigan letters thing and I completely blanked out when they asked me on stage, even though it's like, it's bondage. <laughs> Pretty much just like the main one. But yeah, there's other stuff that I'm into. Yeah. Would you like to know the other stuff? No, not really. <laughs> That's all right. Moving on. <laughs> but yes, please. Love it. Next question. <laughs> this is the bondage gaze, not the multiple fetishes gaze. <laughs> no, that's why I was like, should I even bring it up? Like, I do like chastity. Um, I'm getting more into like cuckold, like BDSM. I do like underwear, like bulges, which is always funny because guys are always like, oh, I won't wear anything. Like, I'll come nude to your to a scene with you. And I'm like, no, I think that's about it. Those are like my main ones at this moment in time. But bondage is always at the top of the list. Yeah. About the underwear thing, like one thing that always annoys me is like in porn and like a guy gets like, is you know, he's wearing clothes and then he gets stripped and and then he like doesn't have any underwear on like under his clothes and i'm just like yeah like okay like i, I know the assumption you know part there's probably a practical factor to that of okay it just saves time if his dick is just out the minute you pull down his jeans or something but like i don't know it's like number one it's realistic for a guy to be fucking wearing underwear if it's you know whatever scenario they're saying that it is and then number two i feel like there's an implication that like i don't know like underwear isn't cute or sexy or anything like that which yeah which is very weird yeah like i don't agree with like because i do like the look of underwear and yeah maybe it's like that kind of rule that they have for when shooting movies when they'll like have a present and it'll just be a box and then like a lid so like for multiple takes they don't have to like keep wrapping the present it was that way actually i think i remember reading or watching a tiktok about that where they discussed you know why in movies and stuff you never see people saying bye hanging up mm -hmm. sorry you never see them say bye they just hang up and that's because they write the scripts and they're like two three hours long and those things are the first things to get cut so I guess underwear, socks, the same thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saves time. Saves on budget. They don't have to buy it. There you go, guys. You want to save some money? Just don't wear underwear. <laughs> wash your jeans twice so what made you realize you were kinky i guess i would say that i did start playing bondage when i was like in preschool so i'd like tie up my toys and stuff like that so it was like pretty early on that i knew or you know knew of it that was something that i was interested in because i had gi joes and i would tie them up with tape i had like dragon ball z toys that i'd tie up oh i mean and that's what's funny it's because as a kid i always did those things i always thought about those things whatever but like i never i don't know it's like it took me a while to put that into perspective that okay this is like a sex thing and like it was just sort of a fascination until i yeah. was old enough to understand sex and then even then i didn't even really understand until i discovered porn like in my late teens yeah it was definitely a fascination it wasn't anything like understanding what it was until i was like in middle school high school i don't want people to think that i was watching that in like elementary school i was not <laughs> But I did like the scenes that were like in movies and stuff always fascinated me. Oh, absolutely. And there's so much peril in like things that kids watch. Like, Yeah, honestly. Or in scary movies, obviously. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's similar to a lot of people on here. You enjoyed it in an innocent way when you were younger. And then as you start to find your sexuality, that's when you start to realize it's a kink. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this one is kind of a two-parter. So the first question is, so what are 
are your most dominant traits? And then what do you like most about uh, dominance in you or other people? That's hard. I don't know. I guess I do like to boss people around. I do like to have a guy who submits, I guess. I do like when they tell me that they're giving up, you know, submission and they're telling me that like, I want to submit to you. I do like that. I do like the idea of someone who wants it. You know, I don't like to take, I've previously stated, I do like when they tell me that like I have it. Okay. Well, so, and then are you a switch? I am. Like, so do you like being dominated? Yes. So like as a sub, like what do you like most for a dom to like do to you or tell you to do or how? acts or like things like that well i don't get to do it often because guys do like for me to be in a dom role but that's a tricky question for me because there's some doms who are like oh i'm gonna do this this and this to you and then afterwards i want to show you that love that you want and i'll be like let's not make it more than what it is <laughs> like just drop your pain i guess i am still pretty dominant even when i'm in a submissive role because i'm also just like don't talk to me that way drop your pants and like let's do this i mean at the end of the day i do like on being tied down in that aspect so in some I do like that. It's like the ultimate goal when submitting. Yeah. It's funny because like, it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like 90% of the kinksters I talk to are probably subs or at least sub switches. And so I think they all have certain kinds of personalities or maybe a little bit more submissive. And then I notice that I'm not friends with like a lot of like very dominant people. And I think part of it is because I feel like there is a confidence thing of like, if like a guy wants to be dominant with me, he has to be like really like sort of confident and just sort of own it I don't, I don't know if it's like because i've had some friends that you know they're kind of switchy and they're probably trying something on like okay i'm gonna try talking like really domineering to you or something like that and then but it's it, you know it's kind of cheesy it's kind of like something that i don't buy and then i just like laugh and it's just my my impulse of like i think that they're just i don't know like just kind of fucking with me or something and so then i kind of laugh and it's like oh like i'm <laughs> i'm sorry like it's probably why i i talk to more subs than i do doms <laughs> i guess the next point would be what are your most submissive traits i guess i should say this that like even during my interview questions i was asked that because even though i went for sir sir role i put that i was a switch that i do both and something that i failed to like really explain was that i don't feel any less sub i don't feel any less dom when i do both roles so i feel like i don't have uh, submissive traits because even when i'm being submissive i do feel because i'm very forward and i do tell guys like what i want what i'm into i do feel like I'm literally telling them this is what you're going to do to me this is how you're going to please me that's how I view it and I feel like I failed to explain that on stage when I was doing that and I feel like I explained it better here I think of that as like a power sub or like an alpha sub I don't know what alpha is used by douche bros yeah but it's kind of you are in control of your submissiveness yeah that's how I feel and it's more of that like I'll give it up to someone that I feel that I trust I don't think of it oh you're worthy of this I think I think of it more of like oh I trust you yeah and like you respect me enough to understand what I like and what I want yeah I mean like I like I feel like I mean one of my submissive traits is it's like I do like you know kind of like the certain kind of attention that people give towards subs because a lot of the times like you know like an ideal sub would be somebody who is considered attractive that people would kind of want to pursue in that way and everything and so it's like like I like like that kind of attention it's like I feel like that is like a very kind of subby trait to just want to feel pretty and stuff like that yeah it's like well that and then I feel like I'm just kind of almost like down for anything of like you know it could be something I'm not necessarily asking for of course within certain limits and I can just kind of go with it and yeah it's like just kind of 
of go with it and also just sort of let go because I feel like, you know, with some doms, like if, you know, when they do switch, it's like they just kind of buckle and just kind of like don't really let go, don't really make any sound, don't really struggle. Like it's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of wooden like that. And then, yeah, it's like I'm definitely not like that. Like when I switch from dom to sub. Okay. So what do you like most about submission in you or other people? I like the idea of like giving up control. Like I said, I primarily dom. Okay. So you like being able to give up control because yeah like because part of being a sub is like basically taking a break from responsibilities you know just being able to let go and a lot of people don't seem to acknowledge you know like how much doms kind of go through with like dominating another person and you know and kind of doing all of that yes i mean i don't want to ever take away from someone else i'm not going to say that like subs don't go through a lot they do to me personally i get a lot of strictly only we want me to do everything for them it's like i gotta pick the date i gotta pick the time i gotta pick the place i gotta i have to bring all the supplies they just get to show up they get to just sit there which is nice i do it and i I do enjoy it it's just gotten to that point where i'm like okay i don't know why i got shoved into this box of like only do this I, i like to do the other thing so it is nice when i do get to do it it is nice to just be like okay i don't have to worry about the safety of someone else i don't have to clean up because they never help clean up the toys afterwards or like help me put it away i mean i always help when i get to do it but it's not very often that i get to do it yeah it's like i mean because when you think of consensual kink play i mean that's why being a sub can be more selfish than being a dom because it's kind of easier to just sort of lean into i'm just going to kind of take care of my own things by getting tied up by getting off Mm -hmm. by being taken care of whereas with the dom it's like i mean doms can be assholes and selfish and whatever in their own rights but yeah it's also like they're doing it for a person because they're not actually like abducting somebody and you know and doing things that these people don't want to do and everything like that necessarily so yeah oh yeah look 100 percent. it's a lot easier i think to be selfish as a sub in that regard like putting in the work yeah it's easier to be selfish as a dom to be like we're doing it this way but it's easy to be lazy as a sub i guess yeah i mean kind of like what was brought what was brought up in our first episode like yeah like of subs kind of being selfish of you know it's it's just easy for that because as a sub you're being taken care of and it's easy for people to just kind of take that for granted and not care about anything else yeah that's what i like or would like to explore more in submission of just like being taken care of would be very nice and i don't want to say like every dom for me personally i do both so to me having to take care of someone and what i get off on i know there's a lot of doms who do like that who do want that like they want to control someone to that degree that's not how i play and i feel like a lot of guys don't understand that aren't willing to understand that about me because they just want that from me and i'm like i don't want to get that too because i'm selfish because i think there's an assumption that since you like dominating that you're okay with it being kind of like a thankless sort of thing that you do mm-hmm. okay well you're getting yours and i'm getting mine so i i you know you're like i don't have to do anything because you're getting to tie somebody up yeah and it's not necessarily how it works like yeah that's exactly how they view it it's like oh you want this that's how a lot of guys message me and they're like oh you can tie me up anytime you want you can do anything you want to me and i'm like that's not at all what i want you're assuming because i'm into this that that's how i play it yeah yeah it's just very annoying i just want to circle back so my brain went to a really dumb spot as it always does when you're like oh yeah they don't help me pick up the toys i just have this mental image of you picking up a bunch of stuffed animals like putting them in a toy box 
box. I bring all my toys and action figures, and they literally <laughs> don't even help me put them away. So, what's your favorite gag? Oh, I do like duct tape. Like, that's my all-time favorite. It's just, like, the quickness of it. And, like, how, I guess, seeing in movies, it's always, like, used in, like, quick, like, kidnapping scenes. So, I think that's, like, what I attribute it to. So, that's my favorite. Yeah, you do look good in duct tape. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I always love, like, the shock of, like, other people when I comply to being gagged with duct tape. Like, a lot of the times, I'm even the one that asks it, because I think for a lot of, especially doms that I play with, you know, they don't want to just assume that anybody is fine with duct tape, especially if it's somebody with facial hair. But I, I always request it, and people are still, like, very careful, and like, are you sure you want, you know, you want me to put this on you? And do you want me to put it loose on you or something like that? And it's like, no, like, fucking actually just do it. Like, actually gag me with it. Like, it's like, you, you are not the first person to gag me with duct tape, and you will not be the last. Like, yeah, it's always fine for me. The only part that it does hurt when taking off is like the back of my neck. It like, I don't know what it is back there, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah, the hair is just more sensitive on the back of the head for some reason. See, I find the back, it's not great, but when I do it under the neck, over the top, as my husband calls it, the sixth Victorian, it's the top of the hair that fucking hurts the most. Yeah, there's things you could put underneath. When I've done that kind of tape gag, the thing that would hurt is under my chin like for some reason these hairs are just really soft and sensitive yeah like it's not like anything it's not like my chin it's not like you know the hair over my cheeks or anything it's the hair yeah like right under like my head like that shit fucking hurt like ripping off like even with a softer tape it hurt okay that makes sense we all have different sensitivities (laughs) okay so in this episode we're defining kink content as any form of media that kinksters produce or reappropriate and share, um, get off to, add for spank banks, etc. So it can be um, original pictures and videos that are produced and sold as pornography, screen caps or videos from mainstream TV, film, etc. Cartoons, drawings, and animation that was produced by kinksters for kinksters, fetish fiction stories and expressed real experiences, pictures and videos from personal meetups, kink events, etc. Um, so yeah, it's like so basically kink content, like anything with bondage in it, anything that you know that pushes our buttons or whatever yeah like any of that is kind of fair game at least for this episode okay so what kind of kink content pushes your buttons um you don't have to pick one if there's more than one but like i guess out of the list that i kind of had there what do you gravitate towards most so at the beginning i did like pictures and photos because that's like the first things i found found guys and captured guys and those kinds of that kind of content is very hot and i just still like it now but now that i'm an adult male I like uh, videos because I like hearing sound. I like verbal stuff. And it's just from photos that evolved, like capture guys and all that evolved into like straight hell or now breeders and fuckers, like all those kind of videos. Like it's evolved into that. And now it's just more of like independent videos that I find on Twitter from subs and doms. Those are the two forms that I mainly like. Yeah. When you brought up verbal, like what do you mean by that? I like to hear a guy struggle into his gag stuff like that i find that very hot i like when a tom is like degrading a sub i like that very much yeah like with you saying that i'm not on twitter so i don't have a lot of first-hand knowledge about this but i've heard about it of like a master dart um if you follow him he posts like dom videos of him you know talking to the camera like just saying like dominant kind of degrading things and a lot of guys say that it, it has done it for them like yeah i guess that was one thing brandon and i discovered he gagged me which is what i 
I wanted. He wasn't too keen on it back then, but I discovered he likes it when I'm more verbal behind the gag, like making noise and rather than just sitting there not making a sound. Oh. If we're having sex, I try and make sure that I'm moaning, um, whether it's pleasure or pain, like I'm emoting. Yeah. Oh. That is very hot. I um, had a guy tied up and he had duct tape and he was in chastity and he wanted it off. So I put the key on his chest because he was tied down and I was like, here's the key, take it off. And through his gag, he just kept going, I can't, but like in that way, I thought that was very hot. So that's like how I like it. Like I want them to emote. I want them to like try to talk. Also just adds to like a humiliation factor. Yeah. I have included that exact same scene in one of my, well, not exact same, but I have included a very similar scene in one of my videos <laughs> when I was in chastity. He's like, oh, what? Do you want out? Do you want to come? I was hogtied on the floor. Fists were taped even. So he put the key in front of me. He's like, go on then, tie yourself, get yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pretty common thing and it's very hot. It's very effective. It's very fun. It's also just like fun for the sub, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like for like, I don't know, that is actually kind of su- sort of surprising of, well, I guess that uh, that Brandon uh, likes that because yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's funny because even with just like vanilla sex that I've had, I would kind of be similarly as, you know, like moany and like kind of making sounds like as I would when I'm like tied up and like several guys I've hooked up with and even one of my exes pointed out that he thought it was kind of weird that I made like so much noise like kind of like that and everything so it's like I find it interesting that yeah it's like that like you know somebody who's not particularly into bondage like appreciates that it's like okay well that and then yeah it's like and then what I noticed with like a lot of experienced doms that I've played with like they like how much noise that I make it's like I think one because you know they're probably into it like a lot of us are but it's like another thing is that, that I've been told is they like that I'm so vocal and make so much noise because it's also something that kind of it's a way of updating the other person that you're fine and that you're enjoying it and you're into it and whatever like versus like when somebody is just like stone silent and you're like okay I don't are you enjoying this are you having fun are you having an aneurysm like what what's happening like you know like why are you silent or something and you know when you're constantly yeah. making noise like that as a sub like you know it makes the dom not have to check in on you as much because they they can kind of see how you're doing yeah that's nice well first of all that guy's a dick for being like that's weird yeah how's that weird oh what a wanker but brandon is definitely not vanilla anymore he's he's been conditioned <laughs> into it and he seems to enjoy having me tied up well i mean you know me don't you prefer me when i can't fucking talk <laughs> yes you're not supposed to agree but thanks <laughs> <laughs> you should be gagged right now I don't know. That is weird for someone to be like, you're doing too much noise. Were you like over the top Meg Ryan? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it's ever that over the top. And it's funny, I, I brought up when we were in, during the Dating a King series that there was a guy that I felt like his moans were kind of over the top. It was just a vanilla hookup. And like, I wound up like putting my hand over his mouth and I don't think he likes that. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But yeah. A lot of guys, they don't like it at all. Like they freak out if you do stuff like that. Yeah. Which is like valid. It's fine. I remember when I had this regular guy, he was mostly vanilla, but I mentioned wanting to be tied up and he's like, oh, I love your wicked sense of humor. It's not a sense of humor. I'm just a fucking kingster, but whatever. And then he went and tried the same stuff on his boyfriend. The boyfriend didn't care at all for the tape on the mouth, but discovered he did like being blindfolded. Oh. So that was interesting. Yeah. Now that I think of it, like one of my exes who was more vanilla like he did like blindfolds yeah like that was something that kind of came naturally to him because that was not a big thing for me but that was something that he would incorporate himself okay okay so 
you mentioned several different types of content that you like, but like, I guess, what would you say is like your ultimate favorite form? Doing it IRL. <laughs> oh, making your own content. Yeah, I guess I was just joking, but yeah, I guess yeah, making my own is fun. Uh, I do like videos. Like that's like the main one is like verbal videos. Like watching a guy struggle around. It's very hot. Hearing a dom degrade them is very hot. Yeah, and then like one thing that I didn't include in the list, but like I just I just thought of is like I don't know. Like, are you into like commissioned kind of like videos or something like that? Like like if you reach out to a content creator that you like and you know tell them oh can you be tied up this way like wearing this outfit whatever like you pay them for you know for that and everything for commission like does that kind of appeal to you at all no i don't think i would ever do that if i was to ever reach out to someone that i like that does it i'd be like can we do it together yeah <laughs> like a no you don't ever contact a person that does stuff like that directly like that and i would never but yeah it's like because i know several people that are very into like commissioned custom like videos things like that yeah and i think that is like another form of like dominance of like i am directing this scene like and it's gonna have all of the specific little things that i'm into and you know you're gonna be tied the way that i like people to be tied and wearing you know what i like subs to be wearing and you know like all those different things like that and it's like i like the idea of doing that but then i'm also like i would rather just kind of do that myself yeah you know just find a friend whatever and you know tie them up dress them this way and do this specific scene or something like that like I don't know like I was like the thought of like paying somebody for like a custom video that like, I customize like I feel like I'll jack off to it like once and then just be like meh okay <laughs> now now that's done yeah I, I mean it's it's someone it's obviously someone's into that you know I appreciate people who make the content and you know I feel like they do just enough videos so I can get off on it or like I like it it's interesting though you bring that up now because I find you know you'll see a bunch of hot videos you'll save them and you think oh yeah I'd love to watch that video but I don't know there's just some slightly more enjoyable about going and finding new stuff that you haven't discovered yet mm-hmm. you can have like a fucking terabyte of port on your hard drive well yeah it's like we're we're all hoarders like all of us hoard something like in some way <laughs> like mm-hmm. because we always just want something new it's like we have the old we like collecting it we like storing it like where we can easily access it but we're still always looking for something new hoarding is a very interesting way to put it because I even find like you'll watch a folder on shuffle and there'll be video that you skip every time but then it's like oh maybe one day I will feel like watching this I won't delete it yeah I do that yeah like there are certain like I have so many like capture guys videos for example that like I never watch and then once in a while I'll just kind of stumble upon it like when I'm horny and kind of looking through all my stuff and it's like oh I haven't seen this one in a long time and then I actually like really like it but then after I like use that video quote unquote I probably won't come back to it again for a while and forget forget that I have it again but that's right you're still at least getting some use out of it yeah it's still sparking joy <laughs> every now and then okay your opinion on this if what pushes your buttons doesn't have nudity or sex is it still porn that's a hard one you know what i'm gonna be very honest about this i make art where guys are clothed and tied up i don't see that as big because i'm not showing nudity so i have like a pin that is a guy's face but like there's bulges like literally guys bulges like in his face but their underwear i don't view that as sexual and i don't view that as vulgar i realize a lot of people do because <laughs> i get backlash for that pin on my etsy but we're not gonna talk about that i don't view it that way so i don't view videos of guys tied up clothed as porn but I do stick it off to it because that's what I like 
That's a hard one. <laughs> what do you think? I disagree. Explain yourself. My opinion is what is the intended nature of the content? So something like Tiger UK, for example, where there's no nudity, mm-hmm. but it's intended for an audience that are effectively trying to get off. I would consider that still porn or at the very least adult content. Yeah. If it's something like a movie where a guy's just tied up, but you're getting off to it, that's not porn. It's the intention. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I ask this because as a fetishist, it is very different because it's like if you're like a clothing fetishist and you kind of are more likely to kind of get off on people in certain kinds of clothing versus people who are naked. I don't know. It's a a different kind of thing like with that and then also like a lot of my porn stash includes clips from movies and things like that and because it's like I've pleasured myself to like a lot of that so it's like yeah I'm like if it's in my spank bank like I don't it's not porn but it's also not not porn I guess yeah and you can argue that because you'll see a movie where guys tied up you know any kidnapping movie and the intention isn't sexual but if you watch like American Horror Story where it's made by a queer man and he puts a lot of like sexual tension in those scenes where a guy is tied up or being tortured or even a woman you know like you said it is intentions yeah okay so uh what kind of kink content um have you not seen enough of this kind of goes back to the commission video things because i feel like if you're somebody who's commissioning a video like a custom video it's probably because you're not seeing what you're liking on like regular content people are producing yeah well that and then i always feel like there's like not enough of something like i'm a clothing fetishist but i know that for a lot of the good bonded sites they're not made by people that are clothing fetishes because they don't give a fuck about like you know outfits or how you know like they don't go into all the little intricacies of like a suit or a uniform or you know things necessarily like that you know like they 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 incorporate it in some way but it's like at a very base level and then when i find things that are made by clothing fetishists for clothing fetishists the bondage is usually like not that great yeah it's like one or the other i sort of agree but disagree at the same time with the whole you're commissioning videos because you're not finding what you like yeah i find yeah obviously there is a lot of times where you think oh this is great but it'd be better if it was that way but i think the two aren't necessarily exclusive you can be finding videos you like but then you might find a creator you like and you think fuck it would be so hot if they made a video specifically the way i like it or even just if they have videos that are of similar nature just specifically for me for example i have a fuck ton of barefoot hogtie videos but i get people i've had people commission barefoot hogtie videos because they want a specific scenario to see you in it yeah specific scenarios or specific ties like one of my best subscribers loves his barefoot hog ties loves the lengthiness of the videos loves having my elbows tied nice and tight and but also now because he's commissioned a couple videos i keep that in mind sometimes there'll be videos where i'm doing a barefoot hog tie and i'll think well i know this person will really enjoy it if i like tied the elbows so i guess once it put you put that out there it might make the creator think hey i can do it i'll do it this way because i know people like that yeah i guess more recently coming out of the pandemic and like not being able to play with people i tend to lean more towards like a verbal dom sometimes even the way that they shoot their video if they're being edged and if they focus too much like on there but i can't see their face will sometimes turn me off and then yeah it's like and then i feel like you know you only get that from certain kinds of videos and things like that like right like yeah it's very hard to find that especially like what i'm what i like it's like well and then yeah that, that's typically hard to find because a lot of things are just focused on like a sub just you know tied up and struggling and moaning there's sometimes there's not even a dom like in the set or anything and yeah it's like you don't get that verbal part from the dom like you know like 
teasing the sub or anything. And yes. So that was where our session ended. So during Frankie's recording, we had some technical difficulties of, I think, maybe his connection or Zoom or something like that just wasn't agreeing with anybody. And so he kept getting disconnected. And, you know, with all of that, the sound quality wasn't very great. So we're kind of doing this to try to salvage as much of the episode as possible and art start conversation with Frankie. Yeah, as I told you guys at the beginning, technology just is never on our side. This one, unfortunately, was probably the worst instance of technology being a bitch, but hey, we pulled something together. <laughs> Two days of blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, sweat, swearing, and tears. <laughs> so we have some questions from Frankie that we either didn't get to, or they were cut out, or some of them are just new questions. So the first one is, has anything happened in the last two months since recording to share with our listeners? Not really. I've just been working on shop stuff for my title year. I have to post four events. So I've been trying to like get those together. The first event I want to do is like a kinky Q&A where I have four speakers talk on four different kinks or fetishes, bondage, electro, fisting, and pup play. And it's just four speakers. And then at the end, I'll have the guests answer questions from the audience. It's just a Zoom chat that I wanted to throw together. And I'll post it on my Instagram and Twitter and everything. This one particularly, I want it to be open for people who aren't necessarily in the kink community. So being open about what I'm into. A lot of my friends are always curious about it and they never have a space to talk about what they're into or explore what it is. So I wanted my first event to be just a Zoom chat where you can come, uh, listen to the speakers and ask questions. And I chose those four kinks specifically because those are the main kinks I get asked about on the apps and just on Instagram and everything. Those are the main things that guys ask me about. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to have it taught. So that's like the main thing I'm working on right now and getting ready to vendor again at claw so that's like been it of me like working on stuff like personal things like that um yeah so he's doing a kink panel thing with different kinds of kinksters and so the people he's asked are representative of the different you know kinks he outlined and he reached out to me for the bondage one so yeah it's like he basically just told me you, you know and it's pretty chill like it could it could have just been something completely spontaneous like or i could have prepared something like ahead of time that I want to talk about and because each of us are going to have like five minutes to speak and then there's going to be a Q&A after everyone speaks and you know he's doing it to try to introduce kink to non-kinksters and yeah it's like just to kind of inform them about things of it maybe address stigmas and stereotypes and different things like that I'm really flattered that he came to me you know for the bondage one because like obviously like there's a lot of people to ask about that and I also kind of like that he like chose me who is like primarily into bondage and then not like somebody who's like I mean nothing against like leather or something like that but like not somebody who's like into like leather and bondage because I feel like those two things often get muddied especially from a non-kinky perspective that I think it's good for since we're not really talking to kinksters specifically like it would be good to kind of show them that like bondage is its own kind of separate thing that's you know not completely tied to leather even though they operate together a lot exciting yeah 
by the time this episode drops, the Q&A will have already happened. So be sure to hit up that and ask him how it went. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't, I can't really say, oh, well, go to the, <laughs> like watch the event or something now. Like, I don't know, there might be a recording of it somewhere. So, so Nat, how was the chat? <laughs> was it good or bad? I hope it was good. <laughs> okay, now record one saying it was bad so we could just, <laughs> like a reality show, they record two endings. <laughs> so Frankie, would you like to talk a little bit more about your shop? So my Etsy shop, well, I started it as a way to just really explore my own personal work because I was trying to be a children's book illustrator and I am in working in children's media and I'm still, you know, trying to move towards that. But recently just gotten bigger with my more queer art. So I've just been doing that for a while until I get like a bigger name. But on my shop, I sell just a mix of things that I like. So like a lot of spooky stuff because I, I like Halloween and all that. A lot of queer stuff, a lot of kinky stuff. Most recently, I vendored at Claw. So I had a lot of that left over and I went out, I put it all up on my shop and it did very well. So I'm just doing more of that now. Um, but it ranges from like stickers to pins to bags to tote bags. I'm working on shirts right now. I think it's really neat that he is, well, okay, that he's so interested in illustrating for kids, like, literature and stuff like that. Like, it's like, well, I kind of see that in his style of drawings because it's very cartoony, it's very cute, you know, it's like that. And then also just there's been a recent election, you know, in the United States and a lot of very homophobic things, like a lot of very homophobic bills were passed during this. A lot of the things were banning things like drag performances, were doing things like the don't say gay thing like basically not addressing being gay or anything like that in like public schools and just different shit like that so you know to hear about somebody wanting to make something that's very queer and very kinky but like also kid friendly I think it's great that like somebody's doing that but I feel like this is also kind of a risky time to broach that type of thing because there's clearly so many things in the country that are trying to keep gay and drag and kink and queer and trans people and all these things away from children so yeah yeah absolutely you got to find that delicate balance not coming across i don't want to say predatory because i know i know it's not predatory yeah. but you know these right wing let's call a spade a spade these right wingers will see a fucking man looking the slightest bit effeminate and automatically go predator well the big thing right now that right wing people are doing is grooming and groomers and stuff like that like you know basically they're just saying adults shouldn't basically tell kids what gay is or like make it seem okay or anything like that and like not encourage it not anything like that and then I mean obviously if somebody is openly gay is you know married to someone of the same sex is you know is like supportive of kids being gay or something like that like obviously those things are fine but like these people don't like that they don't, they don't, they don't want it to be fine and it's such a hypocrisy because half these fucking people are passing bills and then going home to their fucking 18 year old brides well okay that's that's the funny thing about it is the most adamantly homophobic right wing people with this are also the same people who basically argue that like teenage girls should basically be able to get married like once they're fertile like talking about like that like okay well they're fertile so they should be fair game or something like that and it's really disgusting but good on you frankie for doing what you're doing if money time ability etc weren't a factor what kind of kink content would you ideally like to create I guess if money wasn't a problem, I would like to travel and like visit other kingsters that I know and like will bondage kingsters and like play with them and like do stuff like that. I think that's always fun. That concept is fun. And I got to do that with one of my friends that lives in Indianapolis this past Thanksgiving. 
and I really enjoyed that. That was really fun. And I got a lot of like posts out of it. But like doing it was also fun. Like it wasn't just like, oh, let me go do this just for posting. That's crazy. No, I had like a lot of fun doing that. And I got to spend like four days with him. It was really cool. I mean, I, I totally get the interest in just wanting to travel to see other kinksters. Like, I mean, just fucking seeing what Gaz is doing, like literally just going across the world and making a, bon a bunch of bondage pit stops here and there and everything. Like, I mean, I feel like for most kinksters, that is just kind of the dream to have the freedom to be able to do that. Like, of course, I mean, I get that better than anyone. I know all these awesome guys, UK, United States. I definitely get it. Yeah, it's like, I mean, because it's like, it's just, it, it's unfortunate that like kinksters are just so spread out like even the the guy i brought up last season he's straight and had had no bondage experience at all and basically asked me like okay so like what do i do and then i told him about recon and stuff and then he met shane shortly after and then after meeting shane he started meeting other people and then he just fucking blew up like he just started traveling everywhere he, like across the us across europe like he's met like so many people that i I know and have been wanting to meet and he's just doing all of it and yeah it's like like it's great it's also like oh well shit like i wish i had the the time and money and whatever to just do that like i mean it was like rapid fire like for him like it was so quick that he evolved i know i had one friend like that went to europe and got to meet all these people i know like i'm happy for you don't get me wrong still fucking awesome you got to meet but i'm just like oh i wish i was there too yeah not instead too you know of course there's places in the you know United States that I want to travel to and you know with people I want to meet and stuff but like I feel like one of my kind of goals is I would like to eventually go to Manchester bound like just because I was listening to old episodes earlier and so many other people have like gone to that it's like that's just like a regular event that they have like monthly like a bondage day or something like that and yeah like you know you see it all over kinky social media like when somebody like Gads has gone a few times and yeah yeah if I was in the UK that'd be like probably well not priority one priority one would be meeting kinksters but I would then love to go to Mexbound yeah it would be great if more places had like regular bondage events like that like I, I think that's an amazing idea it really is so there are bondage clubs here in Chicago but the thing is they're exclusive so like you need to be a member you need to know people involved to become a member it's like a whole scheme kind of like that but um, I know a handful of people in Chicago who are involved with those things and I was recently invited to one of those that like I still need to verify if it's still happening because the guy said that, that they closed like the dungeon space that hosts those venues like for maintenance and he's not sure when they're opening again but apparently on Valentine's like <laughs> we're recording this in February <laughs> apparently on Valentine's there's an event thing and he kind of invited me to that you know so fingers crossed that that is happening and you know and that I can go and everything but I yeah it's like I'm still not sure if, if it's happening. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. And now that we've revealed when we're recording, I've actually got two weeks of Eagle events coming up. Oh. I don't plan to go to every single night. Yeah. But I'm hoping to go to a couple at least because it's Mardi Gras, Sydney World Pride. So, yeah, they're having 15 nights in a row or something. Oh. So the next question we had for Frankie is, would you like to talk a bit more about your time in Indianapolis over Thanksgiving? My time in Indianapolis, I went to go visit my friend cbt drummer he was one of the first guys i ever talked to when i came out and started exploring the kink scene and i finally was just able to go see him 
I lost my job and then I won the title. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Let me go. Let me get out of the state for a bit. Let me go do something. This is just a lot going on. And we just played in kink the whole time. So it was like four days and he tied me up a lot of the time. I tied him up. Um, I got to try electro with him, which was very fun. Cool. Yeah, that was about it. I tried mummification for the first time, which is like something I really liked and would love to keep doing. Um, and I was just very happy. I was very glad that he was able to like let me come over and just spend the time just doing nothing but playing a bondage was just it was really nice uh break from it all so frankie's finally been mummified <laughs> yeah how exciting I, I like that he likes it because I, I don't know like i mean i've brought up before I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it as you know i'm a big cheater i like to do a few mummification videos in one session i got taped up in black tape because i thought hey that's something i haven't done before a black tape mummification of course i had to pick the hottest fucking day of the year it was crazy because like this day was scorching hot the next day it was pissing down rain which was frustrating i'm like of course the day where i'm having to walk to work is pissing down but the day i want cool the weather is scorching hot oh my god let me tell you i have never sweat so much in my fucking life oh my god. like literally i could only film the one and i'm gonna have to like doctor the sound because no joke i am in like a pool of my own sweat oh my god. the struggling and the sound of the tape it literally sounds like i'm having flatulence problems oh my god yeah oh well i, I didn't know black would make that much of a difference i don't think it had anything to do with the color of the tape i think it was just one that room that i was filming in is the hottest room in the house oh and it was just a really fucking hot day and because i was soaked in my own juices and cling wrap it just yeah it didn't work i i imagine it would have the same effect in silver tape well because when you mentioned black it's like i just thought like because black does absorb heat like so it could possibly have something to do with it but i mean i know one of the reasons why i'm not a huge fan of mummification is because of how hot like that is and i just hate being sweaty like i hate being sweaty because i get itchy and i get irritable and and you can't tell if you smell <laughs> Okay, what is your most memorable positive bondage moment? So my most memorable bondage moment will always be when a guy I had just fisted, he tied me up afterwards and um, he took my glasses off and then he like walked me to the mirror and was like, look at you, you little slut. Like, look at you all tied up and blah, 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 this and that. And I am blind without my glasses and the hotel lights were off. Like his room, he had the lights off. So I couldn't see anything. So I was just like in my guy going, uh-huh, yeah. And then afterwards I was like, I don't know. Like I couldn't see anything. I told him, I was like, I, that was hot but like, don't ever ask me to see anything. I'm legally blind without my glasses. I love the idea of that, but yeah, like I'm the same. Like if I'm not wearing glasses or contacts, like I'm not going to see anything. And then, but yeah, like I, lo I love that idea of, you know, kind of being in front of a mirror and stuff like that with bondage. I remember, I don't know if I've talked about this session before, but like one of the first guys I played with in Chicago, you know, of course we've arranged it, you know, days like ahead of time and everything when we we're going to meet. And when I got to his apartment, um, he was going to tie me up in his bedroom and he had like, he had a chair the chair that he was going to tie me to and then he had like a big mirror just kind of set in front of it because he was already planning on you know on us like kind of like doing everything like in front of the mirror and like yeah it's like I, I thought like <laughs> like that was just like really cool and yeah it's like I don't know there's just something hot about being able to like see yourself like while you're playing and yeah I don't know I've, it goes both ways for me like if I'm for example hogged out on the bed there have been times where the uh, full length mirror has been hung on the back of the door so if I'm on the, at the right angle I 
could see myself, which is good and bad because you get an idea of how you look in your head. And then obviously when we're doing it for fun, we go for practicality over appearance. So I might look in the mirror and see the tape looks shit. And then it kind of, it doesn't ruin it, but it does take a little bit away from it. Yeah. But then at the same time, seeing yourself can also show you just how helpless you are. So you got to take the good and the bad. Yeah. I do like when I can get flexible enough to turn around because obviously I'm always hogtied recreationally. So when I can like turn around and see the ropes on my feet, even if I can see my hands, that's always nice. The mirror though, yeah. Yeah. The last time I played with my boyfriend, he managed to, like, because we did a video uh, with it and he managed to hook his phone up to the TV so we can see ourselves while we're playing. But I think I told him that like, I don't know, I felt like that would have been too distracting for me because I would have been too tempted to look and the TV was just askew from like my vision. So like for the video's sake, it would have looked weird because my eyes would have kept going like kind of slightly off, like to look at the TV screen and not look at the camera. And so I don't think we had it on while we actually recorded. So that doesn't distract, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, double-edged sword in a way. That being said, one of my favorite all-star bondage videos is the rock, paper, scissors one, but the guy that lost did rock and then ends up getting chair tied. His hands are fisted and he's propped up in front of a mirror as he gets gagged and the guy ties his legs down. That's a really hot one. (laughs) One of my most recent ones, recreationally, that actually was what prompted me thinking about how it can be a bit of a double-edged sword. I was tied up in the bathroom because it was the only fucking place in the house that was free from cat allergies or so I thought. (laughs) So I remember like twisting and seeing my feet all tied like on the bathroom floor and that was hot. But there was a drain and I could see my face sort of in the reflection on the drain and it wasn't pleasant looking. It was both good and bad. Yeah, and then I mean also because with something like a drain it's like, I don't know, those fun house mirrors of it like distorts your face in a certain way (laughs) that like it's just going to look weird regardless of how you feel about your own reflection it's still going to look strange like because it's not like a flat mirror surface. So yeah. The next question is something totally new. So let's find out if Frankie prefers donuts or bagels. I do like a bagel. I have an Einstein's bagels right next to my house. It's like four or five blocks away from me. And I do like bagels in the morning, but because Einstein's puts like seeds at the bottom of their bagels that like cuts up my lips. So in this case, I will say I prefer donuts over bagels. And I like the donuts that have chocolate frosting in the middle or sugar donuts is really good too. Or like a frosted with sprinkle donut is also really good. I'm like, this has been an interesting season for the the donuts or bagels question. It has indeed. Okay, so do you have any questions for us? I mean, we've had some very insightful questions this season. So maybe the trend will continue with this one. My question is, do you guys think I'm cute? (laughs) Yes, I was wrong. (laughs) Asking the important questions. Of course we think you're cute, Frankie. Yeah, it's like, I mean, and he's somebody that, like, I would like to, like, meet with in person sometime soon. He, he doesn't live that far away. He's, like, a state away from where I am. So um, we've talked about meeting before, and for some reason or another, it hasn't worked. But, yeah. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've got an episode. <laughs> As we said, guys, technology just ever on our side. Yeah, like, Zoom has just been such a fucking bitch. Like, oh, my 
my god. <laughs> if you notice audio drops, it's because Zoom doesn't like to record two people talking at once, even though we pay for premium. It's obviously designed for talking, not recording, which it's fine. It's just not really suitable for our needs moving forward. So for those of you who are sticking with us, listening to every audio drop, every crackle, we thank you. <laughs> so guys, I guess we'll end the show there. Again, thank you all for listening. This feels weird because I don't have a guest and doubly we bounce off them. <laughs> you know, Frankie will probably hear this. So I guess we'd like to thank him for, I mean, for joining us for our regular recording and going through just that hell of, you know, getting in and out of the chat and everything with his connection. And then also, you know, recording this extra shit for us. And yeah, like indeed. Thank you, Frankie. All right, guys, I guess we'll see you next week. The bondage guys are off to Leeds. <laughs> Do with that information what you will. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Bye.